Hello, everybody. Welcome to a free sample of our new What a Cartoon movie podcast. I am one of your hosts, Bob Mackey, who is here with me today. Big fan of free samples, Henry Gilbert. Hi. <laughs> I'll take three. So, yes, we started a new podcast on the Talking Simpsons Network. It is the What a Cartoon movie podcast, available to listen to for $10 a month. And for that $10, you also get all the $5 rewards, too, which is a lot of podcasts. So we used to do a video series, a monthly video at the $10 level at the Talking Simpsons Network at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. We really love doing those videos, but apparently you guys didn't like them as much as we did. And we know you guys love podcasts, so instead of doing another video, we're going to be doing a monthly podcast from here on out, although those videos will always be there at the $10 level. And if you sign up for 10 bucks, you also get all of the $5 rewards, which is dozens and dozens of bonus podcasts. Yeah, it was fun making videos, but podcasts are our true skill and i think a lot of people love hearing that too and so you know me and bob had been talking about since we started what a cartoon we're going to be doing tv shows on this but what if we did movies and that felt like a whole other side thing if we were ever to do it and, and it used to be a thirteen thousand dollar goal on our patreon yes yeah but then we realized that like i don't know we're as we were making our last video that we made and seeing like you know not a ton of engagement on it if i may use a buzzword <laughs> uh, i was like yeah, I, it's not snackable it, it it came to us of like we should just do what if we made this a podcast instead if we made a premium podcast once a month for the ten dollar folks yeah so. and upon announcing it we saw a lot of people upgrading their signups we saw a ton of mm-hmm. comments a lot of response so clearly this was the right move for us to make and our first movie for our monthly movie podcast is batman mask of the phantasm voted on by patrons yes at the start of each month for five dollar enough patrons you'll be able to vote on what our podcast what the subject of our next movie podcast will be so this first week of december you'll be able to do the same there and i think uh, me and bob on the thing talked for almost three hours yes. about batman the mask of the phantasm you're getting a lot for that high tier donation we put in a lot of work in these podcasts and we speak for a long time and i spent an entire day just digging into batman mask of the phantasm mm-hmm. looking up research and henry of course pulling clips doing even more research and we just love talking about this movie and we do for a long time we work so hard on this that we really wanted to share with you folks who aren't at the $10 level a little taste of what we do on this podcast. So here is a, we want to share this clip from our Mask of the Phantasm podcast. That's right. And the part where we talk about the movie itself, of course, has the what a cartoon treatment with clips and we talk about references and things like that. But this little segment is a brief breakdown of what we think about the movie in terms of how it ranks with other Batman movies. Is it the best Batman movie? We pontificate upon that. And if you want to hear the entire podcast, again, you can either sign up at the $10 level or if you're a $5 level patron, move up to $10 and you'll be able to hear it right now, our Mask of the Phantasm movie podcast. And if you're new to the Talking Simpsons Network and you've never actually donated to Patreon or signed up via Patreon, if you want to sign up at that $10 level, you get the monthly movie podcast and so much more monthly community podcasts our mini series that we do all the time we're doing a new one in 2019 so we've done talking critic and talking futurama we're going to be doing another one for our next year of podcasts who knows what it'll be but our patrons will vote on it also tons of interviews specials so much is going on if you've never been part of our patreon if you sign up right now you will get access to so many podcasts dozens and dozens of bonus podcasts you've never heard if you like our voices they're there a lot on the patreon (laughs) and it's really easy to listen to them not only just through the patreon app but but when you sign up at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons, you get a special URL RSS feed 
just for you that you put into your podcatcher of choice that even includes Apple Podcasts, and it will start downloading right away. You don't even have to interface with Patreon to give it a listen. It is super duper easy if you just sign up at patreon.com slash talking Simpsons. And again, this is our full-time job for both of us, and we love making podcasts. We want to make more, and if you can't give it the $10 level, any amount would be appreciated. We love making podcasts for you, but for our premium customers and our premium listeners, we love doing these movie podcasts, and I can't wait to do the next one. I can't to see what you guys vote for for the next movie podcast. So thanks for listening to this little preamble, folks. I'll let you guys get into our free sample of the What a Cartoon monthly movie podcast. Again, that is patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons if you want to sign up or upgrade your current subscription to our network. Thanks. I got to say, Henry, this is the best Batman movie, period. And I have my reasons. <laughs> and one of them is Gene Siskel's 77 minutes. You're in, you're out. Every image counts. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> as much as people like those Nolan movies, they take their fucking time. Yes. And going into this, I forgot a lot of the story. So I assume, oh, this opening is just a cold open with Batman doing a Batman thing. It's like, no, this is all part of the story. This guy that Batman is busting for counterfeiting is part of the Phantasm story. It is so tightly plotted. Uh, all right, well, if we want to have truly the debate, is this the best Batman movie, then I would stack it up against what most people would agree is the best Batman movie, The Dark Knight, the live-action Christopher Nolan film starring Christian Bale and the late Heath Ledger. I will contest that is an, a good movie with mm -hmm. a very, very good performance yes. holding it all up. But when you say the minute thing, it is literally twice as long as Phantasm, and it takes its fucking time. Batman barely does shit in it but by comparison. And I mean, Christopher Nolan has a glacial speed in his films and he makes it all matter, I would say. Mm. But it also, though, this Batman is a better bat. Kevin Conroy is a better Batman than Christian Bale. He's a better Bruce Wayne than Christian Bale. There's a better love story like Maggie Gyllenhaal is just there to die while Andrea is completely the opposite. Christopher Nolan loves a victimized woman. Oh, boy. He does, does he a ever. ton with that. But Andrea, up. <laughs> Andrea is the opposite of that. The complete opposite of the damsel in distress which especially in 1993 that's so different for the, what you think is the damsel in distress of the whole movie is a murderer like a stone cold vengeful killer she saves herself like she doesn't yeah. need batman to save her well and I at think, one point she does need batman to like save every her. batman movie in this era was like okay who's batman's girlfriend that's gonna get kidnapped you know mm -hmm. that was the role of women i mean catwoman ruled but yeah. outside of that it was like you know who is the girlfriend and uh, a lot of this is a little personal for me because I'm a big champion of shorter movies. Movies are too long, period. Like, 90 minutes, ideal movie. Two-hour movie? Okay, maybe. Two and a half, three hours? No, no, it's a deal breaker. 70, was 77 minutes? Yes. That is amazingly perfect for the story they're trying to tell. Again, like like Gene Siskel, R.I.P., says, no moment is wasted. Every frame counts. This movie is so tight. The plotting is so great. And it's very, they they have, you kind of have to do your homework in your brain because there's these two narratives running side by side, the past mm -hmm. and the present. You got to put a lot of things together. There's a mystery. There's many new characters. I also think, too, yeah, it is a mystery that challenges the audience and it is a great, it is a film that really, people say this about the Nolan films, but it really is a film that rewards multiple multiple viewings like every there's only one cheat in this and i'll point it out uh early when it comes up but it all works when you watch back to it you're just like oh this line that andrea gives here really means something else like it, it really rewards multiple viewings yeah there's no there's no 
throwaway dialogue. Like, mm-hmm. going into this knowing what is going to happen throughout, I'm like, oh, this seemingly, you know, unimportant conversation or this unimportant line means a lot in the grand scheme of the story. And yeah, I don't think any Batman movie, even today, asks that much of the viewer to keep all of these things in their head, to think about all of these things. Like, from the beginning, it's usually clear, like, oh, here's what's going on. Or in the last Batman movie, it's, nev- it's never clear what's happening. <laughs> you know, you just can't see it. There's yeah. <laughs> now, this Batman, I mean, Kevin Conroy gives a performance for the ages of Batman here. Same with Mark Hamill as Joker. I would put their performances right up there with Heath and Christian Bale in Dark Knight. Honestly, Christian Bale can occupy the body of Batman better in a physical space than probably any other actor has done. But his voice just is not Kevin Conroy's. Like, even, it, uh, yeah, the speed of it. And also, it, honestly, I think it is more mature in Mask of the Phantasm. Like, there's no kids in it there's very few like fan servicey moments or just like here's where the audience all applauds type moment which the dark knight absolutely has and two dark knight had way more time and money than this movie did um i would l- i i wish what this movie could have been with like three million more dollars in six months like yeah oh god just thinking about that this is it's so good and my one crackpot theory i think it's kind of a crackpot theory mm-hmm. is for me personally batman really only totally works in animation like the only way batman works in live action is just through clever editing because <laughs> fundamentally the idea is ridiculous and it works well in a drawn form and in a cartoon form. But when a man is walking around in a bat suit, <laughs> it is a little odd. It's a little awkward. How and do you actually talk to that yeah. person? Like, how can you really look at a person in a bat suit talking to a normal person and be like, this is insane. This is stupid. And, you know, how do you move in that bat suit? How do you move yep. convincingly? I mean, in that first Batman movie, he barely moves. I'm sorry, the first Nolan Batman movie, he barely moves. It's like a lot of quick cutting. The fights, frankly, are just edited poorly because Christian Bale can't move yes. in that giant costume <laughs> batman is a fantasy and it works even with cgi backing up a live action person it works so much better with a just a drawing moving around and this also functions as one of the most economical batman origin stories too like batman begins takes a very long time to tell this same story yes and like batman i mean this was uh, something that makes this easier for them too as a movie phantasm is that they had all of the show to fall back on like they're like well, we don't have to explain all these things because the show did this though when they do they do have some really great dialogue in here that is just like hey if you've never seen batman before this is who Alfred is. Like, we'll just, we'll have a one line thing about who these people are. They're very smart about it. Yeah, you don't have to really walk into this knowing anything about Batman or mm. the characters. And I feel like it stands well on its own and it stands well as a companion piece to the series. And there's some stuff, it's just like, well, yeah, why is the Joker live here all of a sudden now? <laughs> and where's Harley Quinn? There's some weird, like, out of continuity stuff. But I guess maybe the series was never really that focused on continuity. Oh, no. I mean, only occasionally. If they do a direct sequel episode of, like, in the second Mr. Freeze episode, they talk about what happened to him last time and, mm. and his wife and all that. So there is there's continuity when they care for it, but it is not meant to be seen in sequence linearly. Yeah, this is just such a great as a victory lap for a, the first season of it, of Batman the Animated Series. Like, what do we do with everything we learned from this first year? They put it into the movie like it is fantastic. And I I get the gold star for seeing it first. <laughs> I did see it in theaters. Me and my brother, I 
would guess over holiday break from school, my parents weren't home that day. They had to go to work. And so we had a babysitter. I did not have a babysitter often, but we did have a babysitter that day. She took us to the movies. And of course, our pick was this Batman the Animated Series movie. We didn't, we'd probably already seen Mrs. Doubtfire. So we're like, no, we're <laughs> going to see this one. And I loved it so much as a kid. I didn't realize what a real treat I was getting to see this in the theater. I do recall the theater was basically empty except for me, my brother, and the babysitter. <laughs> I hope she at least had a good time because this can be, I would imagine how this film falls on somebody. Like as a kid, I didn't understand sex scenes. I didn't understand murder that happens in this movie. Yeah. Some of that stuff was lost on me as the 11 year old seeing it back then. Boy, I wish I wish I could have seen this in theaters. As a kid for me, it was really hard to get my parents to take me to the theater because it was a very working class. Like we have a VCR. That's where you watch movies. We got the VCR for that. We don't go places. So, but I mean that year, uh, they, they had to take me to Nightmare Before Christmas as a little animation nerd. I would not let them not take me. So I was like, you're fucking taking me this weekend to see this important movie. But this was maybe less important, but it would come out on VHS. Like I think the next fall it was, it wasn't, you know, I mean, things were moving a lot slower back then, but this was on VHS pretty quickly and I enjoyed it then. I rented it then, but yeah, I really, I really wish I could have seen it. I'm going to miss it in theaters because I'm flying to Vancouver, uh, the next day when it's in theater. So I'm going to mm-hmm. miss it. But boy, uh, maybe, maybe sometime in the future, Fathom will run it just for me. <laughs> and as a little kid too, one of the, after it, my brother and I both really wanted toys specifically from this movie because they did release uh, new toys that were just for the movie. We could not find the Phantasm one for the longest time. And when we did, we found out that the toy is a spoiler. It is one of those oh. dress up the action figure ones. So it is Andrea unmasked in her Phantasm gear <laughs> as a toy. I was like, how can they sell this? It's, spo- it's like, well, nobody really, who cares about spoilers then? Spoiler like, culture was so different back then too yeah (laughs) we got to sell this toy who cares and yeah there's something too that i love about this movie compared to later warner animation dc movies which those uh, in the direct-to-dvd era we live in now of warner animation that bruce tim and many of the batman the animated series people oversee it's it's good to create sometimes and sometimes it's bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but the varying quality i think comes from like they honestly didn't they don't have the restrictions to work within that they had with bat with this movie and they get kind of indulgent in a way this film won't allow them to be you know i remember really loving sub-zero and i want to watch it again i feel mm. like they had more money on that i remember looking very good and also mr freeze is the most tragic character you get the most pathos i do remember getting choked up during that movie that's a great follow-up to this and there's a third movie in this sort of unofficial batman the animated series movie trilogy which i haven't seen it's a 2003 movie mystery of the bat woman it is it is interesting it is made with the digital style of batman beyond which was current with it at the time you know the animation isn't as good but it's 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 good and it's basically the finale of the batman the animated series solo universe of stuff it's it's good though it also was the first time where it really creeped me out that barbara gordon they it was that was the first time bruce tim was like barbara gordon could be with bruce wayne come on let's do it yeah the barbara gordon thing never sat right with me but i was looking up uh information about the sequel movies in the late 90s were great like secret anime directed video things so there was um batman sub-zero and then there was also scooby-doo the zombie island directed video <laughs> yes. movie which is so good 
good. That's another great direct-to-video movie from that era. That's another potential for coming up here. And and yeah, also the Return of the Joker Batman Beyond yeah. direct-to-video one. That was another TMS one. That one is amazing. amazing. I've not yes. seen a frame of Batman Beyond, but I watched that on a trip once and I really Re- enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. you're in for a treat, Bob. You should just watch all 39 episodes of Batman Beyond. Just I hear, do it. Uh, just... I hear uh, DC has a streaming service now. I've done ads for oh, it. Oh, boy. It, it actually is really good. The secret to Batman Beyond is that it's what if Spider-Man was trained by Batman. Uh, Terry McGinnis is exactly a ripoff of Peter Parker. I was so. reading about, I'm sorry, this is slightly off topic. I was reading about the pitch for Batman Beyond and it was a terrible executive like, yeah, make him younger. And they're like, oh shit, oh shit. Uh, that's a great idea, sir. And they had to salvage some dipshits bad pitch into a good series. It's a, it's amazing how executive meddling can lead to a great idea like that. Oh, the last thing I'll say about this compared to current day DC direct video animation is that this takes classic Batman comic books, but adapts them to the big screen to make them work in a way that is better for animation. And one of their ma- big problems they do, they sell these things of just like, we're making the killing joke movie and it is going to be so true to the original comic. It will, not, it will not use the language of film in any way. Yes, no. And same with Batman and, and same with Batman Year One or Dark Knight Returns. It has to be so close to it because they want to be faithful because for good reason they are afraid of fan reprisal if it is unfaithful. But that handcuffs them so much creatively that like this film completely dumps that. They're just like, oh, the Reaper from Year Two is kind of a cool idea, but his reveal sucks and he's not cool. So we're going to fix that. I feel like they're afraid to make that kind of move in current day DC animation when they make very bad films like The Killing Joke, which sucks mm, ass. Terrible. Like, or Batman and Harley, which the 10 minutes I've watched of that online make me go like, this sucks. Isn't this it just is porn? <laughs> The closest they can get. I mean, Harley holds Nightwing hostage and then fucks him. Oh, like, okay. It's consensual. He says yes to it. Yeah. But, uh, and that's, of course, where the classic Harley double butt scene is, where she, she bends <laughs> those over. butts, it's like two butts. <laughs> she bends over in her underwear and clearly has two cheeks underneath her panties, but also they have to have the top of like a crack poking out of her <laughs> panties at the top. So it's like, well, then she has two butts. Like, So we're just <laughs> seeing like unfiltered Bruce Tim fantasies. I still think it is slightly filtered because there's not full frontal That's true. in it. <laughs> 